0: Congressman Condit do you know what happened to Chandra Levy? No, I did not Did you have anything to do with her disappearance? No, I didn't Did you say anything or do anything that could have caused her to drop out of sight? You know uh, Chandra and I never had a crossword Hello my peeps and welcome to Jay is for Justice. I am your host Jay and welcome to my channel if you are new here Please click that subscribe button so you get notifications for all of my videos and live streams. In the fall of 2000, Chandra Levy had been working as an intern for the Federal Bureau of Prisons during her final semester of grad school. She was due to return home to attend her graduation ceremony from the University of Southern California, which was due to take place on May 11th. Chandra was very independent and worked very hard to land that internship at the Federal Bureau of Prisons. She was raised on a small ranch in Modesto, California, along with her younger brother, Adam. Chandra studied hard in school while others around her spent time partying. As an undergraduate for San Francisco State University, she interned for the mayor of L.A. and a graduate student at USC, she interned for the governor of California. Her parents, Susan and Bob Levy, spoke to her last on the 1st of May. But by the 6th of May, they were concerned that she hadn't been in touch or responded to their calls, so they reported her missing to police. Let's unfold the rest of the case of Chandra Levy. Chandra Levy was a bright 24-year-old who had just spent her last weekend in Washington and was due to head back to California. On May 1st of 2001, she left her apartment and was never seen again. Police discovered that Chandra was last seen on May 1st, and that was also the last time her parents had heard from her. Police went to Chandra's apartment. She lived in DuPont Circle. There was no sign of forced entry, and nothing inside the apartment was in disarray. Chandra's personal items were still there, along with her suitcases she packed to go back to California. The investigation quickly focused on Chandra's personal life, based on information given by her father. He told police that his daughter was having an affair with U.S. Congressman Gary A. Condit. Gary was a 52-year-old married father of two. Chandra and her friend Jennifer Baker met him when they moved to Washington, Jennifer was another graduate student at the University of Southern California. Chandra told very few people that she was dating Gary and he wanted to obviously keep it private. She honestly believed that he would give up his seat and divorce his wife so he could be with her. Gary denied that. He said that he and Chandra had become friends and she visited him and stayed over at his apartment. He told police he did not know where Chandra was and had not seen her since the last week of April. He said that at that time, she did not appear upset, but she was unsure what her future plans were, as she had lost her internship at the Federal Bureau of Prisons. It took around a month for police to finally get their hands on Chandra's internet search history from her laptop. They discovered that the night before she went missing, she searched Rock Creek Park and downloaded a map. It was an area that was used by walkers and joggers. Police searched the area but did not find any trace of Chandra or any evidence linking to her disappearance. Despite huge media coverage due to Chandra's connection to a congressman, there were no leads in the case until over a year later. On May 22, 2002, remains were found off the Western Trail near Glover Road in Rock Creek Park by a man walking his dog. Sunglasses and a Reebok sneaker were found on the ground and a pair of black pro-spirit stretch pants, turned inside out, each leg tied in a knot, were discovered on the edge of the ravine. Chandra's body was found just 79 yards below the trail and just four miles from her apartment. It was an area that should have been searched by police a year earlier, but was missed. Chandra's body was so badly decomposed that her cause of death was qualified as undetermined. However, it was ruled a homicide and Dr. Jonathan Arden said, quote unquote, she died through the actions of another person. Police had zero leads in the case. Gary had an alibi and he was never named a suspect. However, he did lose his bid for reelection in 2002. The case went cold until 2009 when Ingmar Guandik. An undocumented immigrant from El Salvador was charged with Chandra Levy's murder. Ingmar had pleaded guilty to assaulting two female joggers in Rock Creek Park, one shortly before Chandra went missing and the other shortly after. He assaulted them at knife point, but he denied being involved with Chandra's murder. The case against Ingmar was a circumstantial case and the main witness was Armando Morales. The prosecution believed that Ingmar attacked Chandra like he attacked the other two joggers, then tied her up and left her to die. Ingmar was in town when Chandra disappeared, and he also missed work on the day she went missing. Without the testimony of Armando, there would have been no case for Ingmar to answer. There was no forensic evidence, no eyewitnesses, and no murder weapon. Chandra's father testified, however, that he did believe that Ingmar killed his daughter. Armando was a convicted felon, and he said that he met Ingmar when they were both incarcerated in prison in Kentucky. He testified that Ingmar confessed that he killed Chandra. According to Armando, Ingmar saw Chandra in the park and planned to rob her. He said he hid up in the bushes. He ran up behind her, grabbed her from behind by the neck. He dragged her into the bushes. He said by the time he got her to the bushes, she had stopped struggling. Armando told the court that Ingmar did not plan to kill Chandra. It was a botched robbery. It took the jury almost four days to reach a verdict. They found Ingmar guilty of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to 60 years in prison. At the sentencing hearing, Judge Fisher said he believed that Ingmar was dangerous to society. The judge said, I think he is essentially a sexual predator. The question is whether I conclude that he's the worst of all worst. I come close to that conclusion but I don't quite reach it. It took eight years for Chandra's family to get some answers. But unfortunately, the case was far from over. Three years later, in 2012, Ingmar's lawyers sought a new trial based on information they had received that Armando lied when he testified that he had not previously cooperated with law enforcement authorities. A prosecutor in California had notified them that he had. A second trial was granted, and Ingmar was given a new trial date. But before that case ever began, Chandra's mother received a Facebook message from a woman named Babs Prawler, who told her secretly she had recorded a conversation with Armando. He admitted his trial testimony had just been made up. According to Babs, she met him by chance at the Country Inn and Suites in Annapolis. Prosecutors listened to the recording and dismissed the murder charges against Ingmar. They said they were no longer able to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt. Armando denied that his testimony was made up. Chandra's parents were devastated. They questioned Babs' motives and said, I'm shocked at how something could unravel so fast. I'm distraught that the prosecutors dropped this case. It's unbelievable that one person can disrupt so much. Ingmar was deported in 2017 to his native El Salvador. To this day, Chandra's case remains unsolved. Her parents did not believe that she would have gone to the park that day alone to jog. She was in the middle of packing for her trip home and was considering her options for the future. Due to mistakes made early on in the investigation from taking over a month to retrieve some details from her laptop and missing major search areas in the park, Vital clues and evidence were missed. In 2016, Congressman Gary Condit broke his silence on Dr. Phil. Fifteen years after the police investigated him in the disappearance of Washington intern Chandra Levy, Condit still refused to say if he ever had sex with the 24-year-old intern. He slams the media in what he said was an incompetent police investigation. Police said he's clearly innocent in the murder of Chandra Levy. But even when he was speaking to Dr. Phil, one could see why police were looking at him. He had a hard time explaining how many times he'd met Levy. When he was on Dr. Phil, he said one time she showed up at his office at a restaurant, came by the condo one time. Dr. Phil asked she came by your condo once, he said maybe twice. In the book he wrote, Actual Malice, a True Crime Political Thriller, He said she visited him a handful of times. And when he was reminded of that fact, Condit said, it could have been four to five times, but I remember two. The book also hints at something more. In it, it says, Gary opened the front door. Chandra was dressed in a flattering gown that hugged her body. Her hair was pulled back. Gary hadn't seen her this way before. So Dr. Phil asked, why won't you answer the question if you had sex with Chandra Levy? And Condit's response was, I think that people are entitled to some level of privacy. We have lost our common decency in this country. Dr. Phil asked point blank if he had anything to do with the death of Chandra Levy. Condit replied, not one thing. Dr. Phil then asked, did you murder her? Condit replied, no. Investigators do say they're absolutely certain that Gwandek is the real killer. But the mistaken early focus on Condit may mean that Chandra Levy and her family may never see real justice. I hope you enjoyed this case. This is a case that that I followed pretty closely back in 2001 and found it very intriguing. So it was kind of interesting for me to do a complete case follow-up 19 years later. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you guys soon.